0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Hey,
0: my name is Shoshana Bean, and you are listening to Eleven, the official theater podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. Now she's the instantly recognisable Broadway star and Billboard number one recording artist that's known globally for her fierce vocals and undeniable stage presence. She is a veteran of the theatre world in New York, perhaps best known for her portrayal as Elphaba in the Broadway production of Wicked, having replaced Idina Menzel in the role. With other prominent performances including Shelley in the Tony Award winning production of Hairspray, and most recently as Jenna in the Broadway production of the Sarah Bareilles musical Waitress. Oh, and she's also played Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl and earned a Jeff Award nomination for her portrayal of Cece Bloom in the pre-Broadway musical production of Beaches. Outside of Theatre World, she's released three solo albums, all of which have topped the iTunes R&B and Blues charts in the US and UK, with her fourth and most recent project, Spectrum, debuting at number one on the Billboard Jazz charts. She's also sold out content Around the globe and performed alongside the likes of Ariana Grande, David Foster, and Postmodern Jukebox. And now she's bringing her holiday show, Sing Your Hallelujah, to London audiences at Cadugan Hall this December with some rather special guests making an appearance and an exclusive conversation. We dive into the holiday season to discuss her arrival here in London and what we can all expect in early December from her holiday show. We also discuss learning to never take for granted the world of the arts and how she learned to keep her creative side alive during the last 18 months. Plus, we talk festive jumpers, pret sandwiches, and why she's proud to be labelled an honorary Brit, and also her rather cute and personal moment with the newest Witches of Oz, as her besties are cast in the Wicked movie. That's right, it's the remarkable Shoshana Bean here now on this, the next episode of Eleven, the official theatre podcast. To ensure the safety of all involved in this episode of 11, Shoshana and I connected for this conversation digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. Enjoy. Okay, so she's my perfect guest at the most perfect time of year, and she's bringing her perfect holiday show to the UK. It's Broadway star <laughs> and Billboard number one recording artist. I can hear you laughing. It's Shoshana Bean. <laughs> Hi, Shoshana. How are you?
0: <laughs> I love everything being perfect. <laughs> you are
1: perfect to me, so it's, it's not oh, an over-exaggeration yes, an over exaggeration for me. How are you doing? I know that you've just touched down here in the UK. You're actually officially now an honorary Brit.
0: Oh, thank you for that. I I fancy myself one as well, but you know, you can't really give your own self-proclaimed. It's, it's nice when other people who are actually officially Brits give you that that title. So thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
1: I'm more than happy to give you that title. You definitely deserve it. And because you spend a lot of your time here performing, I know that little thing called a pandemic got in the way, which has prevented you from doing that. But the first opportunity to come back, you have done so. And it's very, very exciting for us because you're coming to perform your holiday show, which some of us actually will remember those people that have been listening to 11 for a while, that the first time that you and I got to talk, which was pretty much, we were thinking this time last year was when were doing the digital version of it, having done, having done it live in the States the year before. So you're sort of fully into the swing of it now. And I wondered if you think back to a year ago compared to now, I mean, can you believe you're actually going to get to perform live?
0: Um Yes and no. It's such a weird thing, right? Because it's like, if we think about it, you know, you and I just said it when we first got on the the Zoom, which is just like, it feels like yesterday and it feels like an eternity ago all at the same time. It's such a weird sort of like nothingness (laughs) vortex void that we've all sort of slipped into. So it's like, Yes, last year it was like, will we ever be in front of an audience again? And then as soon as I was back in front of an audience, it was like, did we ever really leave? Like, it's just such a strange um, flip-flop. Um, but I'm I'm thrilled that I get to be here and that I get to do it live this year for sure.
1: I don't know if this is an admission that I should say to you directly, but hey, let's go with it. I listen to this album all year round, not just this time of year. Is it weird to listen to it at any other time of the year? And do you ever listen to it back?
0: I love that. That makes me so happy. I actually have listened to it myself quite a bit. I think um, when we were in the process of, you know, trying to get the show together and making it happen and the first time we'd ever really, any of us had really done anything like it. So it was completely all consuming and the most stressful like experience, probably of anything I've ever created, to be honest with you. So it wasn't until after it was, and then the promotion of it and trying to sell tickets for it and like all of it was really, really stressful. And I think it wasn't until the whole thing was over that I was able to step back and be like, holy crap, like, look, look we created and more than anything like I have an album out there that exists to the world that is live at the Apollo which is like I grew up listening to James Brown live at the Apollo you know what I mean like it's crazy to me so Yes, I have listened to it because I, as as an artist, as a, as a singer, and just can't believe that that I have a Live at the Apollo album. There is a song on there that I just love. I love for the arrangement of it. I love for the lyrics of it, and I love for for singing it with two of my dear friends. And that's if it be your will. And I listen to that song, yeah, randomly in, just throughout the year because it's I just love it, and I'm super proud of it. So, uh, yeah, admittedly, which is weird because I don't really listen to my own music. Like, it's not. I have a, a friend who who works with a very with one of my like singing idols, one of the biggest influences in my singing life who shall remain nameless, but it's totally obvious. And uh, she works with this woman and she's like, uh, she listens to her music all the time. Like we're always listening to her albums. And I'm like, I just, I can't listen to my own music. I don't listen to it, uh, but this this record is different.
1: Is that the, is that the norm then? So for example, do singers not tend to really listen to their music back once it's been produced?
0: I think for me, because I'm so involved in the process by the time the record comes out, I never want to hear it again, if that makes sense. Or I need a long break yeah. from it because I've listened to it constantly not just in the process of writing and recording it, but producing it and mixing it and mastering it. I mean, the thousands of times I have probably heard all to me or make it rain because of how long it took to mix and master it. You know, it's just like, I never want to hear it again until like months or years later that I'm like, oh yeah, that's really beautiful. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's, it's, I think there's different types of artists. And I think I am very hard on myself, very critical and like a little bit self-loathing. So listening to my own stuff is like, it's not a pleasant experience, you know, until there's enough distance from the creation of it that I can be like, oh, I can see this like from a sort of a 30,000 foot view as opposed to like a microscopic view. So
1: absolutely. I think also as well, what I like about that specific album before we talk about the show in itself is that it's, it feels like it leans into the way in which you're a storyteller and you interpret music even just really stuff like just off the top of my head like when you sing like Mary did you know and it's like yeah Mary did you know and it's like it's just the way in which you (laughs) interpret it it's it's just really enjoyable for us as listeners you know as me as a fan of yours and I can imagine for you as an artist to sing songs that I imagine are wonderful lyrically just just must be really enjoyable
0: oh thank you well first that means a lot to me because storytelling for me as a singer is my primary concern so Mm -hmm. I love when people feel like that's what resonates with them is the storytelling or you hear songs that you've heard, you know, all through your whole life. But I love when people say they hear them differently because of what however we interpreted them, you know, whether it be the way that we reimagine the arrangement or the music or whether it be lyrically just the things that um, that I lean into that they hadn't heard before. It's my favorite thing. So thank you. I mean, I just, I mean, I just love this music. I try to try to pick songs that I feel like I I have a story to tell through that story. Otherwise I have no business singing them, you know? So, Mm. and I love loving a song, but being like, but let's reimagine it. Like we've heard these songs a million times. How can we give them, you know, there's only, (laughs) there's only so many notes on the keyboard and only so many different styles, but we try to bring our own fresh spin to it. So that makes it more fun for us.
1: So Cadogan Hall, 4th of December, you would sing your hallelujah. Before we talk about what people can expect a live British audience at an iconic venue. We could call this a homecoming concert, right? We can say she's back.
0: Oh, I would love it if you would again, because I'm honored to if if anyone will say like welcome home to London. Um, so yes, absolutely. I haven't played the Duggan Hall since 2018, I think. So, or had like a proper full concert. I feel like I did a little one at, at one of the pizza expresses. I think yes. in 2019, maybe right. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's two years, three years, four years is just it's too long. So I'm so happy. Yes, I'm back.
1: So, in your own words, what on how would you describe what is your hallelujah.
0: It still carries the same message that it did last year when, when we were obviously in a very different time. So last year it was a way to connect and to honor tradition and to feel some sense of, of celebration and togetherness without ignoring what had happened during the past year. Um and, and to try to find a way to do that musically virtually, you know. Mm -hmm. To make people feel like they had um, maybe a new tradition, but still had the, you know, again, this would have been, uh, this year will be our fourth year doing the Christmas show at the Apollo. So, like, to be able to still make it happen last year still felt like, hey, we're still honoring our tradition in a way, you know, we're still Mm -hmm. figuring out how to make this work. So, um, but this year, you know, I was in New York before I came here. And now that I'm here, I feel it in both cities. But, like, there is a palpable you can feel the holidays coming and you can tell, like, I mean, I was walking down Fifth Avenue and I'm like, we didn't get this last year. We didn't get the kids pouring out of radio city in their little Christmas dresses. And we didn't get, we didn't get the streets, you know, filled with people shopping and we didn't get that last year. So it feels very different this year. And so I feel like the show carries the same message, but it's just a little more heightened this year. You know, it's the same message of tradition and nostalgia and connectedness and togetherness and celebration, but really more on the celebration side this year. I just think we have a lot to reflect on and, and celebrate, like to be able to sit in person together and, and experience music is just really special.
1: I'm now just imagining the local theatre kid that's come to New York, walking down Fifth Ave with his parents and just spotting you and just like literally you'd probably kill him off being like, Wait, <laughs> is that Shoshana Bean walking down there? Oh my God. <laughs>
0: Well, no one can tell anymore with masks, so, you know.
1: (laughs) Isn't it good? I was saying this, it's so funny you said that. I was saying this the other day that it's actually really good for avoiding the people that you don't want to see after the pandemic. You're like, oh, I didn't see you, I'm so sorry. Mm, uh, Basically, like, avoid.
0: What's funny, though, is it's like, I still have this innate ability to spot people. Like, I was in the same exact trip that I'm talking to about walking down Fifth Avenue. I looked inside a store and I saw one of my musicians in there and he had his mask on, but it's just like, there are certain people whose stature or eyes or whatever are unmistakable. I got off the plane yesterday at Heathrow. We had to take one of those like shuttle buses and then you go up this, you know, it was a whole thing to get, I don't know, wherever we landed was way too far from the terminal. And I'm getting on the escalator and I hear this voice behind me. And I was like, that's Common. I know it. And sure enough, at Baggage Claim, I mean, like I I can tell by your voice. I don't even need to see your face. Like Common is like one of my favorite rappers. So I'm like, that's him. I just, you know. So there is something interesting about being able to recognize people, even when you would think that you're kind of unrecognized.
1: You know, we're going to be completely overwhelmed by having you on the stage, but you also have some special guests who are going to be appearing as well, which is actually very new news because you only announced it very recently. And I wondered if you'd be so kind as to walk me through who some of those people are going to be because you've basically just gone through the West End and picked literally the most talented people like talk about sport for <laughs> choice. I mean, come on.
0: I know and what's funny is like, they're my friends. So it's like, not even like, how can I pick the best singers? They just happen to be my favorite people. Um, so, Selinda Schoenmaker, uh, Richard Leishman, and, and Rob Hauschen are three of your favorite West End superstars. And then my friend, Brit Newbill, who's actually like my number one writing partner in music and dear friend and an extraordinary writing partner separate from writing with me. Um, or writer, period, separate from writing with me. Um, He has, he's American, but he's married to a Brit and he recently moved here during the pandemic. So he's here and and we're going to do this Christmas song that we wrote together, which is so special. But yeah, it's it's going to be a magical night. And I have a new guest that I added a couple of days ago who we haven't announced, Um, who her voice and her talent is new to me, but I mentioned her name on another interview and they were like, oh my God, we love her. And her name's Lois, um, Lois Morgan Gay and her voice is just extraordinary. And she had DM'd me and been like, listen, I have tickets to your concert, but if I'm being honest, Like my dream is to sing with you. And I had just so happened to have lost a duet partner the day before so i was like you know why not listen to this she'd sent me some videos and i listened and she has an extraordinary instrument so that's a new special guest and it'll just be a party it's gonna be so fun
1: it's so exciting i mean does this mean that it's open season for auditions because i can't sing but i can do a good duet of single hallelujah if you want me you know i'll be there so
0: <laughs> it's always open season i i i do love when people you know send me stuff to listen to um i i don't always respond i don't have like you know yeah. things come in faster than i can and then they get buried and you, you Know, but um, that I just that one happened to be perfect timing. It just I was sitting in traffic, I was scrolling at a dead stop. I might add in L. A. You're often at a dead stop, and uh, it just happened to be perfect timing. And I listened, and I was like, she's got a great voice for what I'm, what slot I'm looking to fill. So, um, and I thought it would be cool to bring someone new into the, into the mm. mix. You know, it sounds like a lot of you guys already know who she is, but I love bringing um, new faces and voices to, to a new audience.
1: Bless you. That was the politest no I've ever had without you saying no. So thank you for being so kind. With no, no, I wasn't
0: saying no. <laughs> I was saying yes, always submit. There are just no, this, this was like, you know, there are never any promises, but yes, send me your video. <laughs>
1: RIP your mentions and DMs. Gosh, um, you can, you know, maybe we'll cut this bit out. You'll be like, why did you ever see now for people like myself and the thousands of people that did spend last christmas with you getting to watch that amazing live stream and i watched it so many times i was obsessed and as can sound somewhat disingenuous but it really was spectacular and i wondered are we going to get the opportunity to see that show live is the one that you're going to do at cadogan hall perhaps slightly different i guess what will we actually see on the night
0: there are some additions and some subtractions you know the the concert itself the film concert was barely over an hour and that included like a lot of interview footage and bts and stuff like that documentary side of it so there are quite a few new additions just to give you guys like a full full concert experience okay so it's 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 similar but different
1: life's better with american family insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind save up to 25 percent by bundling home auto and life american family insurance get a quote find an agent at amfam.com the holiday season and I always call it holiday rather than Christmas between the United States and the UK do you as somebody that spends a lot of time on both sides of the pond is there a noticeable difference or is that sort of just what they say on the TV
0: oh that's a good question um you guys are very different audiences um I don't know I think obviously you guys have um some very classic different traditions but I, I think music uh, you know is the universal language so I think it, it it really doesn't matter what your your traditions might be music kind of just like supersedes all of that and just rises above all that. You guys, you're just one of my favorite audiences for which to perform because you're just wild. You just are so grateful and gracious and loving. So, uh, I don't know. I don't want to be so bold as to say, like, you're, you're going to love it the most. I don't know. I don't know. Cause then, you know, New York at the Apollo is a whole different thing, but like you guys are some of my favorite audiences to be with. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And I think we've been apart for so long. It's, I anticipate this one being really
1: special. Definitely. It's going to be very, very special. I guess the reason why I asked was because I feel like, and I always reminded of this in January, once Christmas is sort of cleared out and they take all the decorations down and everything feels horrendously bare, is just (laughs) that sense in the UK, I think, of of just like camaraderie and just like warmth and togetherness even though it's absolutely freezing outside I love that thing that you can almost not describe or touch or but you can definitely feel it and I feel like getting to have you here singing this album and this show and then getting to add Christmas on top of that it just that just it, f- it feels quite overwhelming to think about it and I don't know if it's because of the Aww. pandemic and the last year that it feels like everything's been so far away but it's it feels like it's going to be an exciting together but quite an emotional experience
0: Well I think exactly what you said is is probably why I love this season so much is exactly that there is an unspoken yet very palpable feeling in the air where people are just a little bit kinder and that much more generous and that much more available to connect and slow down and spend time together and I think what made last year so painful was that is our like one sort of agreed upon time of year and Mm -hmm. we were able to like really be together and celebrate and gather I mean people did of course uh, but even the people who did probably didn't do it in the way that they normally did it you know so I feel like it was a really lonely time for a lot of people. And I think not only do we get to come back to what we love about the season this year, we get to come back after not having gotten to have it last year. So I agree with you. I think it's even more powerful and even more emotional and and even more intense. So yeah, I I'm, I'm so excited.
1: Do you think because of the the last sort of 18 months that not that there was ever any question or doubt, I think, about any of our love of the arts, but it feels like it's especially going back to, you know, for example with the West End reopening sort of from September, it feels like our love of it has been cemented even more than before, if that was even possible. And I wondered as an artist and as a creator, have have you felt that as well?
0: Oh, totally. I think anytime you lose something that uh, you take for granted, I don't want to say take for granted in the sense of not appreciating it, but just never thinking it's going to go away. We never thought that the West End and Broadway would shut down, that we it was never a thought in our minds that we wouldn't be able to gather in a stadium for a concert of our favorite artists. Like it just wasn't, that in our lifetime was not a possibility. So I think any time that the impossible happens, mm. your appreciation grows exponentially. I mean, I haven't been to a proper West End or Broadway show yet, but I've been in a theater and I've been at a concert and it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah because, and not that we ever were immune to the power of it, but it just, it was just a given. And again, yeah. not ungrateful and not taking for granted, but just, it was a given. It was something at any moment we could just go do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then it wasn't for a long time time for the longest ever that it's ever gone away. Uh hopefully, you know, we'll never forget how lucky we are to have that again because we know what it's like to be without it.
1: Please, when you look out to the audience, just know that we are, of course, all loving it, but probably quite emotional, I imagine, because it's our favorite time of year, but also it's a the opportunity to reconnect with you and everybody else. I think it's I think it's gonna be really, really special. Now there is one thing that I wanted to quickly ask you about. And I know that when you look at some of the stuff that you've done in your career, you have had somebody by your side that's been a partner for performing and I know you've performed together at some of the venues that you've mentioned, and that is Miss Cynthia Revo. And I just wondered, have you had the opportunity? I spoke to her literally yesterday at the Black British Theatre Awards and wished her very many congratulations. Have you had the opportunity to talk to her since her very small movie casting was announced?
0: (laughs) Yes, she actually called me. She both, she and Ari FaceTimed me about 10 minutes apart, uh, right before the news dropped. And they were like, we thought we had more time to tell you this, but wanted you to know this is happening. It was very sweet. Yes, it's awesome.
1: Oh, wow. That's amazing. Just casual face time from Cynthia and Ariana Grande. That's just <laughs> a normal day in the world of Shoshana being because you are that amazing.
0: Well, yeah. I haven't have known Ari since she's like, you know, 13 years old and or less than that I guess and obviously I've known Cynthia for eight nine years or something like that now so yes it it is very cool to watch your friends get there you know be cast and appropriately and and deservedly and rightfully
1: do you think that you and Cynthia would ever get the opportunity to bring your show to the UK because I know that myself and lots of millions of other people would love to have the opportunity to be in the room with you both oh my gosh
0: I mean I think that was initially the intention but I think she's just got way too much going on you know so Mm -hmm. um I I mean I hate to say no but (laughs) you know because anything's possible but you know given given her insane schedule it just doesn't seem likely
1: well we can keep fingers crossed never say never i always feel like of it's of course always a possibility exactly. always a possibility okay so my final two questions for you while you're here in the UK i know you've got a brief amount of time in the run up to the show itself we spoke about what that's going to be like but is there anything else on the wish list that this holiday season you've got to do while else sort of here in the UK gosh
0: what do I always do well I got my Christmas day sandwich from Pret today which is like you know (laughs) what very important um or Christmas lunch is what it's called Christmas lunch sandwich um do you even know what I'm talking about
1: I do don't worry you don't sound crazy
0: okay (laughs) and what else I mean like my mom's coming next week so I think we're gonna do like the Christmas markets and and go to one winter wonderland and stuff like that but really like I've been here so many times I've pretty much done it all. So I just like waking up here and going to get my coffee here and reading here and writing here and seeing, it's really just seeing all my friends who I've been able to see for years, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go ice skating with some friends. That's what we do every Christmas season that I'm either here or there in New York. Yeah. Just being here is enough for me, truly.
1: You really like being here and we really like having you here. So please do enjoy your time. And very final question, the quickest one. I've got a Christmas jumper. Is that allowed at your show? Are we allowed to do that?
0: It is requested, not required, but definitely requested. Please, (laughs) please, please. please. I'm going to
1: hold you. I'm going to find either the prettiest, cutest or one that flashes. Are you okay with that? It's not going to distract you. Oh, I would love
0: a flashy. Absolutely. (laughs) Outdress me,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that will never happen. That's definitely not going to happen. You'll serve. But thank you so much. 4th of December at Cadogan Hall. I cannot wait. It's going to be finally get to listen to the album that I've listened to 11 months of the year actually sung by the person. So it's going to be a full whole circle moment. But thank you so much. And it's so wonderful to see you again and to have you here on British Shores.
0: Thank you, my love. Have a great day. It's so good to talk to you again. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much. See you soon. See you on the 4th. Bye, babe. Yes,
0: I can't wait. Bye, sweetheart. <laughs>
1: You've been listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Find out more about Eleven at elevenpodcast.com or via the Broadway Podcast Network.